Let me talk about something else you did for your wife, finally. Can you guess what I'm talking about? Took care of myself. Bruh, God <laughs> damn. I know she was like, look, nigga, I love you, but them little whiskers you keep, you keep brushing up against my lip. Bro, you got to take horrible, care of that. Bro. It was horrible. <laughs> For anybody who doesn't know, hey, Frank finally got a haircut. We actually was gonna post it on the on the on the page as a congratulations. <laughs> I just might go back and do that. Um, but yeah, I, it was a proud moment. Like, and, and he got his beard lined up, and it just it, it was a good like moment a to man. see. I look like a new man now, bro. I don't even. I didn't even recognize him when he took the picture. He got his beard <laughs> lined up, uh, smiling and shit. Smiling and shit. Him and his barber. Shout out to Mo. <laughs> smiling hard just excited excited just like oh mo looked tired like he really (laughs) mo was like god he was just happy like he gave you that genuine like i'm happy for him smile but bro nigga put me to work out here it was bad bro i was doing bad out here that's what the quarantine did though It, it gave me no uh no incentives on getting a haircut it's like hey why am i gonna get a haircut Hey man, nigga had lined you up. Your, your tape was sharp. What? Your tape was sharp. Your tape sharp now. Nah. Like right yeah, now, you sharp, didn't even yeah. brush your hair. Tape no. sharp. It's, I mean, I mean, a clean tape could do wonders. Change your life. It, I change your life. The, I see he took the little brush and hit you with the little. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hit you with the little thing. Had the, the curls looking right. What? Okay. Did you go buy your brush? You I got need a, to invest in that. Yeah, I got the curl, the curl okay. brush. Yeah. All right. I, I wish I would have had that in high school. Like, man, because in high school, only reason I couldn't grow the fro, because I hate comb, like picking it out and rocking a neat fro. Mm-hmm. I always want that. Yeah. But I didn't. The thing is with the curl brush, it's like you look like you don't give a damn about your hair while looking like you give a damn about your hair. It's the um the Michael Ely where like I yeah. have a cut, but like. It's a little disheveled up here, but it looked like I took care of myself. It don't look like yeah. I just rolled out of bed, but right. it don't look like I put too much energy into this. Like it's controlled chaos. I like that look. Exactly. All you need is some light eyes. You have, you have a little light eyes. That little Michael Ely look. You have that. <laughs> oh man. Oh, did I watch it this week or last week? When did I tell you about the boys? That I watched. We talked it. about the boys last last. It was podcast. last week. Yeah. Okay, but I know another episode dropped today. I didn't catch it yet. I'm excited though. This season so far looks good, man. I mean, it's a, it's a dope show. Dope, dope hey, show. Hey, hey, so I haven't watched the boys yet. So at least not the second season yet. So don't spoil. But what I'm not I hear spoil is anything. what I hear is that people have been have been uh, bombing it. Yeah, yeah. Right. People have been have been bombing it like the the the. The, the watchers, the viewers have been literally bombing it, like hitting the dislike button or whatever it is that, that gets the metric going because, and only because they didn't release all of the, of the episodes at oh, one time. Oh, okay. And I find that to be stupid because all you're doing is you're, you're hurting your show. If you really like the show, which I, just, I really enjoy. Just, the yeah, just like it, but then just say, Hey, give us more or something. Here's Don't dislike it. The, the just doing that, you hurt your show. Because yeah. if I'm somebody who never watched the boys and I go and I look at that score, I'm like, the fuck? Nah, I'm not even gonna watch it. So now the head the heads at, at uh at Amazon Prime are like, 
are like, oh, well, you know, y'all not attracting more viewers. And now next thing you know, you're not getting any more boys. The boys. Yeah, so you got to think ahead. Let's not, let's not be something about, you know what? It's something about the, the, the 2020 fan. Um, and not just 2020, because even release the Snyder Cut is an example of people just not being satisfied with getting things a certain way. Now, mind you, I'm sure the Snyder Cut's going to be way better than the bullshit we were fed. When are we getting the original Justice League in 2021? Okay, that's going to be released in theaters or released on a streaming service. I believe he said it's going to come out in four. No, it's either four to six one-hour episodes. But they are going to package it as one whole movie so you can watch it. It'll be released on HBO Max. I'll wait till I can see it in one long-ass movie. I I probably won't wait. I'm not going to. If they're going to release it, like, weekly, no lie, I've been waiting for this, like, long enough. No, I'm I get it. I'm probably going to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> and I will but, still probably, even if I hate watching, because I've hate-watched uh, uh, Justice League again. Even if I hate-watch, I'll probably hate-watch it. I'll probably watch it again in its full theatrical release i I, Mm -hmm. as somebody who watched batman versus superman and didn't walk out as a happy customer the original one the theater release Mm -hmm. but then watching the director's cut with the additional 20 to 30 minutes of stuff that was put in by scott snyder and really how he fleshed out that story i was like okay now i kind of get it it doesn't change the fact that batman decided that he wasn't going to kill Superman just because their mothers had the same last, had the same first name. The Martha <laughs> thing will never work for me. I understand it was supposed to be this, this pivotal moment, but I was like, yeah. nah, nigga, you've been trying to kill him for three hours. You either <laughs> going to kill him <laughs> or he going to stop you. This shit don't need, it's you already bro- are breaking your code of being Batman. Like if you've gotten to the point, you're ready to break your code, bro, I'm going to need you to just let's, Go let's, let's do it. Like, or give me something else that would make, like, even if he was going to go and save his mother and he could just see the humanity in Superman, I would have taken that better. Yeah, give me a stronger connection between the two. Right. And I get that, you know, them having the same, their mothers having the same name should ring more for me. I just don't feel like the movie, even the fleshed out version of it, gave me that. Portrayed that in a, it did. In a more convincing light, got you. It didn't. And I mean, everybody makes mistakes. I'm sure yeah. this will be great. Or not great, but it'll definitely be better than what we got. Yeah. And hopefully um, the creators and Amazon understand that the boys does have a strong following and they continue to give us more of it. It's a really good show, man. Uh, hey, and bro. they got good actors. Bro, I tried. That. Like, that's why I, w- I don't push you to certain shows. Like, I tell everybody that. I don't push people to shows that I don't think are good. Or if I think you won't like it, I won't even like push you in that direction. But that right. show there, A plus. Love that show. The show is dope. It is dope. All right, man. Uh, ready to get this shit rolling? Yeah, man. Let's do it. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, all those in between and outside of those constructs, welcome to another episode of the Samurai Professionals Podcast. Episode 16. Frank laughs every time, even though he hears the effects now. But it's amazing that he laughs every time. It's cool. <laughs> I'm your host, Marvin, and the man to the right of me can only be... Frank, let's chop it up. Let's chop it up, man. Uh, man, before we get into, like, sillier things, 
I kind of want to, I kind of want to talk about, uh, guys, I, I, cause I don't want to. You want to talk about acrimony again? <laughs> this has been another episode of the Samurai <laughs> Professionals Podcast. <laughs> Peace. Oh, we could put acrimony in a box. I won't mention it ever again. Yo, if I ever, <laughs> ever have to hear you talk about, matter of fact, some of the listeners have thrown acrimony back in our faces. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you see these messages about okay. how, about how they were bringing up a suggestion of stuff that we could talk about, and I'm all for listening to the listeners to, to, to see what it is that they want us to talk about. Um. And they brought up, and I was like, I'm not sure if that's something I would, you know, really want to dive into on the podcast. Maybe that's something we could talk about outside, but I'm not sure if that's something I want to talk about on the podcast. And they were like, well, y'all spent 10 minutes talking about macrimony and shit. That's, that's what was said. <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, and all my answer, all the answer I had Blame for that me, was... Frank did. <laughs> okay, so without telling us who the listener is, what did they want us to talk about? No, nah, it was it was nothing to um it was to address the way I feel about uh listening to new listening to new artists coming in, right? It was uh, it's okay. something to do along the lines of what we talked about with you saying that Kodak Black has good music or new music or whatever, whatever out there. And just to clear up, I listen to new artists. They don't always have to be like rap artists. I listen to a lot of R&B <laughs> artists. R&B is kind of yeah, more my lane. Anybody anyway. who knows you knows you're more of an R&B guy than a rap guy. Right. Like I could tell, I could name you like five brand new R&B artists that I listen to, that I listen to this week. Um, but when it comes to rap, it's I'm very selective with, I like lyrics. And if I get the vibe that you're not going to bring me a certain level of lyrics to me, I'm not um, for it. That's why the new and I, you should. I should have answered when you asked me, "Do I listen to new artists?" Uh, I should have said, "Yeah, I, I think Megan could fucking spit." She's dope. I, I fuck. I, I listen to I, Cardi. I do think lyrics are making a comeback. Like rappers who are lyrical, it's probably not going to be the same type of lyrical rappers we heard in what. Not like the '90s. It was, the '90s had lyrical rappers, and what around what age in the, in the 2000s were lyrical rappers popular? Like early 2000s, lyrical rappers became popular again. Yeah, in the in the Eminem uh, after after Eight Mile kind of was like lyrics battle rap and lyrics kind of made its way back into the world. You have trends. So late 2000, that's when what you would say mumble rap started to come in effect. I want to say what 20 early 2010s. Would you um, agree? I'll say early 20, we'll say 2013, 2014. That's when uh, around that time. St- this, I mean, I don't hear as many mumble rappers as I used to. I mean, now you got artists like you know, little baby, he's lyrical, but it's not again, it's not the conscious lyrical. I should say that conscious lyrical isn't necessarily coming back, but you got you got trap lyrical, if that makes sense. See, I don't mind I like lyrics. Like I don't mind you don't have to be common to get my ear. 
like because right, also something. some of my favorite artists are rick ross ti lyricists they can fucking rap but they're going to talk about trap lyrical two chains push a t yeah they're lyrical but, but they're trap lyrical push a t i don't know if you like push a t i like push a t and push a t raps about the same thing all the time but he is really good at his topic of choice i'm gonna use j cole again j cole doesn't talk about killing and rap and all this stuff because that's not his perspective he found a way to talk about the same thing and sell that story to me in a different way every time which is why i always go back to that music i consider j cole everyday man rap and i like it yeah because that's me that's why it right exactly me so hard right 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 same here yeah and drake always fell into the lane of my r&b like if i was to be an artist so that, like, if I ever was to be a musical artist, yeah, I'd be writing that R&B rap vibe because that's my lane. Dog, you really got to listen to Fonte, man. Who? Fonte. <laughs> we talked about him before. He, he, the guy from Little Brother? You know Who? Little Brother. Fonte. Who else is in Little Brother? I know other people in Who? Little Brother. Who? Ninth Wonder? Pooh with Ninth Wonder and Fonte. Okay, Ninth Wonder, the, the, the... He's the, the producer. The producer. Now, I follow Ninth Wonder. He actually does an Instagram live show I, I fuck with. He does it, like, every day. He plays music for about, like, two, three hours. But, I gotta yeah. send you some songs from Fonte. Just listen to those few songs. I think I did send you some songs to check okay. out from Fonte. Okay, I can admit that. You did send me songs. But you didn't listen to them. Never, never listened to them. Um, I will... I will like make this. it my business. I will make it my business to listen to him because I'm still gonna have to ask you to send them to me again because I really don't want to scroll through all our text messages. No, nah, it. yeah, too much. I I send it because I honestly think you would like this guy. Okay. But yeah, um, I think matter of fact, I was listening to um, I think her name is Mulatto on the Freshman Freestyle. Mm. She could spit too. I need to watch the Freshman Freestyle. I saw like pictures of it. Funny thing, I used to follow her, and I thought she was just like an Instagram model trying to uh, come I up. I followed her a long time ago, and I had unfollowed her in my normal wave of, dog, I got to fall back for following all these Instagram models. <laughs> <laughs> I do that. Like, every three months, I feel like, because of group chats and things that sent to me, I'm like, oh, I'm going to follow her. I'm going to follow her. I'm going to follow her. And then by the thing, I'm looking, and I'm like, Dog, I can't even, I don't even see the people who I want to see on my timeline. <laughs> so I'll go but to that Instagram. that ain't your fault, man. That's the fucking Instagram algorithm. I hate that shit. You I like the old Instagram. When shit was on your, like, I remember when I used to miss, like, say I went to work. If I was really bored when I got out of work or on my lunch break, I could scroll all the way back to the last Instagram post I had right. seen. Right. It was and all I chronological. Like, I used to be like... Hey, a nigga caught up. <laughs> like, right. It was almost an accomplishment. Like, you know, <clears throat> hey, a nigga caught up to the last. You know, thing another I saw. thing that ain't like that no more. Twitter. It's not chronological, and I hate it. I love the well, app. That's, that's I like everything. communicating with people on Twitter, but I want to see the tweets chronologically. Because when it was like that, it was you don't see it too often now. But back you when you signed on the Twitter, like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. 2010. I'm pretty early. Like we all signed up pretty early. Okay. I know I'm way past right. my 10 years in Twitter because they gave okay, me like cool. a video and shit. So back in the days, I call that Twitter's golden years because that's when people used to really wild out on Twitter. And uh, like whenever some shit had hit the timeline, like some drama 
where it was somebody who got caught cheating or whatever scandal it was, you didn't have to know anybody involved from a can of paint. But once you scroll back and, and you piece together what was happening, oh yeah, you know everything you needed to know. Like, oh shit, they did what? And this happened and that happened? Like, oh, okay, I get it now. Now it's a lot harder to follow those stories. So it's like, no, fuck this shit. Exactly. It's like it's hard to I remember like because like you should be able to 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 watch it happen and you'll be like mm-hmm. and you follow and then that next week to drop down you're like oh shit all you had to do is hit refresh and wait <laughs> <laughs> you don't get that now and nah. i get why they do it and i understand it's all about monetizing but i think i don't think they understand how more i would enjoy to i don't think they understand how the user would enjoy it a lot more and I think that's what's important. I think they're more about just monetizing it now. Yeah. All of them. But uh, I don't was, think we get the... the I, I miss that being able to just scroll through, see actually yeah. who it is I follow before... Because they say you don't you only see like 30% of the people you actually follow. And that's crazy. And you, see, you see the people that you engage with the most, I guess. Yeah. So sometimes um, what I'll do is... On the on the stories, on the stories you see mm-hmm. a lot more than you see in your regular scroll, right? right? So like I'll sometimes just randomly scroll through there, and if I haven't seen a picture from somebody, I'm like, shit, I done forgot you even had an Instagram. I'll go to it and I see you done posted everything for the last year, and I didn't, I didn't even know you had a baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like goddamn. So like, and that that's the stuff I I that's what I and I saw what I'll do is when I, when I go in there. I go to that person's page and I'll like like three of their pictures. So now they're now a part of my my algorithm and they'll bring they'll start coming back up. So it is what it is. I guess at this point it's just like everything that you get so that you can see them again. Let me ask you this. I know this is something I wanted to ask you. We didn't we didn't uh text about it and I said, oh, let me just throw this at him just to see what he says. Um do you think it's wrong? Let's say if somebody was gay and they wasn't ready to come out the closet. Do you think it's wrong for somebody to know that and then tell the world that, hey, this person is homosexual? Yeah, it's called outing. It's like literally the worst thing you can do to someone who's homosexual or or at whatever, wherever they are on on the sexuality scale, it's wrong for you. It's not your right to put that out there for them. Okay. So how do you view this? There's a, a, a trend that I've seen a few times where it's, it's a TikTok trend. And um, it's, it's some popular song where the girl is singing about that she likes a boy, but she doesn't give a damn about the girlfriend. But the twist is it's a boy singing this song about another boy. And usually the boy they're singing it about is someone who's out in public with his girlfriend, but behind closed doors, he's with the guy. So the dudes that are the other person are outing him. You get what I'm saying? Say that one more time. You kind of went out there. The dudes who what? The dudes who are outing him are people that they've been involved with. So, right. so I guess you could say, 
I don't know if this term is still accurate, but these are guys who are still the in the low. closet. Right. And they're, you know, in public, they're dating a woman, but behind closed doors, they was involved with the man. And then the guy that they were involved with are going to TikTok and outing them. Yeah. So in that sense, do you think outing is okay? No, it, outing is never okay. So in this sense, these guys are wrong for outing that guy. Both. Everybody's wrong except the woman. Okay? Okay. Everybody's wrong except the Yes, he shouldn't be cheating. Yes, and I, as a straight cis hetero man... But that's the thing. Can't we don't say, know. Let, well. let, let me say, let me say, I, as a, as, a, as a straight man, straight black man, can't say that that guy needs to man up and just admit he's gay and stop messing around on that girl and all that. The only person who, if she's not cheating or whatever... The only person who's innocent in that in that situation is the girl. Now, the guy who's going who who's gay and you know, I guess quote unquote down low, um, who has a girlfriend but is out, you know, when he you know wants to be with this guy, he's with the guy. He's wrong. He's cheating, regardless of if he's cheating with a man or woman. He's cheating. He's wrong. The guy exposing him, he's wrong too. Okay, let's say the roles are were reversed and then you were dating a girl and then another girl would have put out some video like this of your girlfriend how would you feel would you feel more like would you feel more upset if she cheated with a guy or or would you feel just as upset if she cheated with a woman see um i want to be just as mad like for me, the betrayal is the betrayal. Um, you cheating with a girl isn't gonna lessen the fact that you were cheating and lying to me anyway. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't see me. I don't see me being more mad about one or the other. Uh, I'd also now be mad at the girl who you were cheating with, who normally the other person. I can't. I don't normally put blame on, but now I put blame on you because now not only did you expose her, but now you decided to go on TikTok and expose me as a fucking fool. So now I have a reason to be pissed with you on top of being pissed with her. That's why I said the only person who's innocent, if we're going to talk about this situation, the only person who's innocent is the person being cheated on. How are you the fool in that scenario? How am I the fool? Yeah. Because the girl was fucking with, my girl was fucking with the other girl. How does that make you a fool? Because if she was fucking with the fact that she wants to expose her, her. no, 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 listen, listen, the fact that she wants to expose her and all of that, I'm not talking about my real, my personal perception of myself. I'm talking about the perception of me to the world is that my girl had a whole relationship or a whole whatever going on on the side. And now here goes somebody with a, with a phone to expose her. And I'm standing there and I'm looking like a fucking fool. Cause I'm like, wait, what, what now it's my reaction. That's really important. Yeah. The girl is all, it's all, you know, shocked that you putting her out there. But it's my reaction. When I watch, if I was to watch that video, I'm going to watch for that guy's reaction. Like, oh, shit, that's fucked up. That's they never it. show his reaction. Oh, really? See? I, uh, see, I don't know. I've never, you know, I don't, I don't be on TikTok. I don't be on there either. But somebody posted on Twitter and I saw it and I'm like, that's interesting. And I thought, like, hey, isn't this type of action frowned upon to put people's business out there like this, especially if they're gay? So I figured I'd ask somebody who, I believe you're more in tune to that than I am. And I'm not trying to call you gay in any way. I just think 
<laughs> nah, I just think you I don't, know more than me in that department. And I'm going to be real with you. I don't. I'm not going to say I don't. I think I'm more. I think culturally you're you're more well-rounded than I am because your choice Aww, of. Don't say that, Frank. <laughs> Because the choice of podcast you listen to, I think, gives you a more broader perspective on different people and different lifestyles that I typically don't hear. Like um, the read, I know you listen to the read. And, My favorite podcast in the world. And if I'm not mistaken, one of the hosts is both a of black the gay, are gay. Both of the well, I'm not. I'm not. Su- I'm not going to super say. Crystal is. Crystal is. That's the the female, the girl. Yeah, she, I know who I know who Crystal is, and what's the guy's name? And Kid Fury. Kid Fury. I I believe he's from Miami, isn't he? Kid Fury is from Miami. I believe he lived in like the Ghouls area down south. Oh, or he's from Miami. way down south. Okay. <laughs> in, in Miami, you either live up here, where we'll actually name Opelika, Carroll City, and all this other shit. Yeah, when you say Miami, the furthest south neighborhood we're thinking of, like when you just say Miami. The furthest south neighborhood that comes to mind is typically Overtown. Anything south of Overtown is like, oh, you're from Kendall. Or- yeah, and after Kendall, <laughs> and to be real with y'all, after Kendall, niggas don't even try to learn shit like that. We just be like, oh, and down south. Down <laughs> like- south. So you from Goose, Paran. Oh, people know Paran because that's where Kimbo from. So if you say Paran, people going to be like, oh, Kimbo. Okay, that's, that's your people. So, okay, got it. Yeah. But other than that, down south is like, okay, you down south. You, you, yeah, you down now. We got to take the turnpike in US 1 to get to yeah. you. Okay, got it. Yeah, because I feel like if I got to go and take turnpike in US 1, I feel like at that point I need to pack a lunchable to Capri Suns because I feel like I'm going out of town. <laughs> like, yeah, to people who don't venture out often in Dade County, going down south is going out of town. You know what's crazy? Until I went to school at FIU, um, which is South Campus you, is yeah it's it's it actually is center Miami it's like actually really centered in Miami because it's like it's on Southwest Eighth Street so Eighth Street, yeah so it's not even that far south but when I first went out there outside of it's going just to like way west that's all yeah so growing up when I used to go out there for like you know the youth fair it seemed like a long ride like we were actually going to like this real far away place and. To like, I remember driving with like my roommates back in the day and just driving out south. And I was like, yo, it's, it's so much more Miami down here. Like, it is. Like, like, I thought, like, after FIU, in my mind, like, once I pass FIU, it's Homestead. Nah, <laughs> you got like another 20 minutes for you. It'll take you about 20. As soon as you jump on a turnpike, if I want to be exact, it'll take you maybe 18 minutes to get to Homestead from FIU campus. If you, from the moment you get in your car and jump on the turnpike and you get off at exit between exit six, I believe, or exit one, depending on which exit you get off, it's going to take you about 18 minutes, 18, 20 minutes. That shit's specific as fuck, but, <laughs> but I know you've in, driven it. <laughs> yeah. When you lived in Homestead, you, you make mental notes of how far it's going to get you to where and right. at what time frame. Because that 20-minute drive can easily turn into an hour drive depending on the window. And that's right. the thing that sucked about Homestead. Right. But back to... So, Kid Fury is from down south. Crystal, I believe, is from Oklahoma. She's from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, wow, that's a, a interesting combination for somebody in Miami to connect with somebody from Oklahoma. I believe these are two people who met on Twitter. 
with Kid Fury, he used to have all his, he used to have like his, his, his YouTube where he would, you know, do some of the stuff that he's doing now where he just talk about main topics out in the world and stuff like that. And Crystal being who Crystal was, she, and they, they met on Twitter. They both uh, end up moving to New York and okay. that's how that friendship and that partnership became what it became. That is dope. So their um, energies connected them. Right. Um, Kid Fury, young black Jamaican gay man. Crystal, I believe, has some fluidity in her her sexual preferences. Um, I believe she's dated both men and 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 women. That's she's always been very keen to keeping a lot of her her personal shit close. And I believe me, totally understand that shit when you're as public a figure as they are. But right. um, listening to that podcast does open up your mind a bit more when it comes to just to that specific experience you know what i mean i remember when i first heard the podcast and i used to fat and i can tell you that's what this podcast has done for me not this one but the read has done for me reset that i can tell you that that's what the read has done for me it has opened my eyes a bit more instead of the i used to have a very narrow way of thinking that's why when I say the person who I was like 10 years ago, I, I the, the dumb shit I used to say, the way I used to think, I, I can say part of my progression is part of this podcast. That's probably why I like it so much. It's because it, it's opened my eyes to just that specific experience that, you know, people can be just as funny and be just as real and can give you real information and can really contribute to society. It has nothing to do with their sexual preference. And I can tell you that's what that specific podcast did for me on top of the, the, you know, hilarious shit that you hear. And the, so honestly, that podcast, I'm sure even though they deal with a lot of shit too, I'm sure with this COVID shit, but that shit is part of what keeps me lifted every week. I look forward to it every week. That's what's up. And they so give you like two hours. So let me ask you this. Um, you said you had, 10 years ago, you were more narrow-minded. So what opened you up to even giving this podcast a chance? I was trying to get into podcasting, right? I had been thinking about, pod- that's how long ago, that's how long ago I had been thinking about doing a podcast. Okay. And I was looking out into the world of what it is that attracted me to, like wh- what, I was listening to a bunch of different podcasts and I just couldn't find a specific podcast that I could latch onto that would kind of like keep my interest. Cause I started working like, you know, where I work compared to where I live, that, that commute is, is like an hour and a half yeah, with traffic. to an hour and a half back. And I leave to go to work. Peak traffic. <laughs> the middle of traffic and when i leave from work i mean i leave from work it's literally there's only one to two ways to get back to this place and it's on the worst road possible 95 in miami like 95 is the worst road possible to have to make that trek um, right. so i was always i was looking for a podcast or just something that i could just latch onto and really i could listen to and and just dive in and just absorb and those two people, that combination of him and her, I just something about them, I just locked onto. Now, there was a time where, you know, they get to certain, 
they have a portion where they have listener letters. I'm going to keep all of this in the podcast. They have a portion where they have listener letters and they're going to get, and they get letters because of, because of their sexuality, they're going to get the people who listen to them are of that same community. Right. So they're going to get letters from people who are men who are dating men, women who are dating women and all the situations that come in and out of, you know, just normal relationship shit, uh, family shit and stuff like that. And there was a time where I used to like, like I couldn't even hear it. Like, Oh, I got to fast forward through this. I, it's just too much. I can't, I don't want to hear about no exploit. Like, I don't want to hear about your exploits or whatever, whatever. Um, and I can't say what it was that eventually stopped that with me. I just, I guess maybe just connecting with those two particular people. And I've known gay people my whole life. Like I've never, and I've never been one to like shun anybody, but right. I just feel like the two of them hope opened my eyes to a bit more. That's why, that's why when you were like, you know, you need to watch Pose, I honestly can say, had it not been for the read, I would probably have never been open to watching that type of show. Have you watched it? I haven't gotten to it yet. Pose is dope. I, 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 I hear it is. I hear it is. It's another thing I have to do after I finished this last show that you just made me start binging. Uh, if y'all listen to the last podcast, no, or, or if you, I, if you, I don't know if this made the podcast at this point, uh, but, uh, <laughs> not if listeners are going to think we're shortchanged. I don't mean to shortchange y'all, but you know, uh, I don't know if this made it to the podcast yet, but me and Frank, um, we're talking about certain TV shows and he recommended that I give the walking dead a try. Um, now I've avoided the walking dead cause zombies just, I've never been interested in zombie stories. And I felt like the walking dead was very hyped during the time where like there was another show. Zombie, everything, everything. I, I get it at that time. Everything revolved around zombies. I mean, you had world war Z you had, I mean, you had the walking dead, but there was like so many other things that were just hyping up zombies. I mean, resident evil, um, you had video games about zombies and everything. And it was just like, okay, enough's enough. But the reason I recommended it, because it was a different take on zombies. Zombies weren't, weren't the focus. Zombies were part of the environment. The focus was the people and how they interacted in the new environment, an environment with no set rules and laws. And going in, you probably think, okay, this is a zombie book. Let me you know, let me prepare to think about how these people are going to come combat zombies. When you dive into it, you realize these people are living in a completely different landscape that zombies are now a part of, and this is how they interact. You read how they communicate, how they fend for food, how they find shelter, how they develop a sense of community amongst one another. And then what you come to realize is the real villain in the story are not the zombies at all. It's people and who they come across and who they interact with and how those relationships uh Change come the people right I, I and, and then you and the cool thing about it is you i, I like the character development and you kind of understand like putting it put into those circumstances how people become who they are like if you were to skip to you know page 90 and you see one character this way and you're like, wait, he wasn't like that on page one. 
when you watch it, you understand, I get how he became that way because these things happen and these things set off triggers to get him there. And Walking Dead, in my opinion, did a good job of that. I, I Like I said, I it came out during a time where everybody was like really hyping it. There was, like you said, there was hella shows. Hell, there were even shows on... Uh, on HGTV, because now people were building zombie bunkers and all sorts oh, of like- yeah, what there was, was the name of that show? There were so many spinoffs just because of the thought of zombies. Um, I just couldn't, I could not get into it. Um, and it Doomsday came out- Doomsday Preppers. Exactly, exactly. Doomsday, I'm not gonna lie. I watched the show because some of the stuff those people came up with was pretty interesting. Like there was one lady, she figured out how to make gourmet meals using solar energy and these cooking stations that her husband built for her outside. Mm. She had like, she had like a garden where she grew her different vegetables. He was a hunter so he can go out and, you know, get whatever meat they needed (laughs) or whatever meat the land provided, let's say. And it was like, wow, that's interesting. One person, um, they built a like a storage container in the trees. But what was really interesting, they lined it with like mirrors. So when they hoisted this box up in the trees, it was hard to see because again, the mirrors reflected the tree branches around it. So it right. looked invisible. So I was like, damn, man, these people are kind of smart. So the Doomsday Prepper show was pretty interesting. No, I did watch it. But what what it was just it was Media was zombie saturated yes, during a time that's a good where way to put it. Everybody was really hyping the show, and I was like, "Nah, I'm straight." Especially when another show was out around that time that I just assumed just had way better writing. Like Game of Thrones was out around the same time, and I was just like, "Yeah, I'm pretty sold on this show. I'm gonna stick with this one." I, and even Game of Thrones people would say the White Walkers was no, there's zombies. There's zombies. Right. There's zombies. I mean, it is what it is. You look back at it. They just ice jump. They just ice zombies. It is what it is. But um, they were cooler though. I give them that. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Night but King to, is probably one of the coolest characters ever. And Fuck never the said a word. Runners. Never Fuck said a word. Guys. Come on. They did him so wrong. Come on. Come back. Come back, Frank. Um, okay. Okay. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not going to. I'm sorry. Come back. But um just those two people and their perspective and, and hearing l- the same stories I had read, but through their lens helped open my eyes to a lot of things. Um, and I definitely had it not been for them. Like, I even think that just that podcast probably helped make me a more open person than I could have been back then 10 years ago. That's what's up, man. That's dope. Um, yeah. Hopefully, somehow, I hope they catch wind of what you said, because that was beautiful. I think. <laughs> no, honestly, because I think I think that's cool if somebody kind of latches onto your word and you affected change in their life for the better. I think that'll put a smile on just about anybody's face. Yeah. Because yeah, think and- about it. Like, we started this podcast because we're friends, and we was like, hey, this would be a cool thing to do. To, I mean, we get into these talks with each other ever so often, but it'll be nice to kind of have a platform where we can discuss several things that we always wanted to talk about but never really had a place to vent it. So now we gave ourselves uh, a reason to carve out a certain time frame in a day to say, hey, let's just talk about these things because I just want to get them off my chest instead of tweeting about them or whatever. 
and then to get feedback from someone to say, hey, I listened to your show. I look forward to hearing from you. Even something that small was like, damn, I didn't. Yeah, we got like, a couple honest, of those. Yeah. Right. And it's like, honestly, I would have did this with you if nobody listened. But to hear people say, hey, you're a content creator and I look forward to hearing what you got to say. It's like, damn, like, honestly, that means a lot. Now, although I tell people like, you know, thanks, fam, I appreciate it. It's like, no, nah, you really don't get it. Like, that is really cool to me that you actually care about what I'm saying. Because honestly, if nobody listened, I would have still did this. Right, me but too. It, yeah, but the fact that you listen and it's like, you care about my opinions, whether you agree with them or not, it's like, I'm, I just want to hear Frank's perspective. That, I don't know, that that's touching. But what you just said about the Read Podcast, where they helped mold your perspective and they gave you new insight to a lifestyle that you were kind of closed off to. Um, I think that is important because again, this is a, a, these are people who for the most part are discriminated. And I'm talking about the homosexual community, the LGBTQ community as a whole. This is a community that is for the most part discriminated against and shunned against. So to hear someone from that community reach out and touch someone, even if they didn't know that they were doing that, it, I'm pretty sure that would be touching because everybody who's discriminated against or, or you know, just belittled in any way, they would just want an opportunity to say, hey, hear me out. And the fact that they got that, hey, hear me out, and you heard them out, and they managed to get their point across to you, and now you see them as more human than you did before, I think that would, you know, that would mean something to them, so. No, no, I'm sure. Like like you said, like, if, if any of these episodes ever just touch somebody enough that, you know, bring them out of a dark time, and like, if we never other than the little couple cents we've made off of like the little ads and shit. If we right. never make a cent off of this and we do this for, for years, it's just like a place for you and I to just, Hey, we're going to come on here reconnect. And the same 40 to 50 people who listen now, you know, recurrently are the same 40, 50 people, five, 10 years from now, but you know, it's still a close knit group of people. I'm all good with that. Same here. And, and if we, you know, if we're a little, like I, if we're a little bit of a light or we help spark conversations elsewhere amongst like group chats or, or just some work conversation. So I have my God brothers in the air force. Right. And he said, he listened to a specific episode, him and, and his coworkers, uh, other servicemen. And just our episode gave them, he said like a week's worth of conversation to talk about. No way. Yeah. So that's just, dope. Yeah, just the small things. And I know people on the podcast like, y'all niggas need to chill the fuck out. Y'all ain't did, <laughs> y'all ain't did all that. It's 30 yeah. niggas that listen to y'all. And half yeah, of them right. y'all homeboys. I, so? like, I get that. I get that. Um, but that, like him just, he sent it to me like, bro, y'all killing it. Keep doing this and stuff like that. That was encouraging. And just the fact that now him and all his, all his people are now watch, are listening to it over there. To me, that's 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 great. I appreciate that. Shout out to all the listeners. Shout that out, man. actually engage us. We appreciate yeah. it. Even if you don't engage us and you listen, we appreciate it. And 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 you know, you want to help us grow? Tell a friend to tell a friend. It is it is what it is. Uh, but back to the whole exposing thing. I just don't think you should expose anybody. That's just 
to me. No, I agree. But I was just, I was curious to know whether, how can I say this? I was curious to know whether that was an exception to the rule where it's like, hey. Uh, 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 okay. And here's my thing, because the intention to expose the other person. It's not a good one. It wasn't pure. It wasn't right. like you're what you're doing is to hurt that person. And it's not under the, the and you're doing it under the pretense of, oh, I'm exposing, I'm exposing you so that your girl know, you know, what you be doing out here in the streets and all that. That's not, that's, that's not a pure intention. There's no, there's no real pure intention to out somebody, but even that is based off of some bullshit intention just to hurt somebody. And I, you shouldn't do anything in this world with the intention to hurt somebody. That's just, that's just the way I move. Um, but speaking of exposing, uh, so this is podcast called no jumper, right? Yeah. <laughs> no jumper, uh, host Adam 22, um, a couple weeks ago had two women on his podcast, uh, Selena and Eliza. Both of these women discussed their sexual exploits with like celebrities and men of notoriety and things of that nature. They're both known in the Twitter sphere for like exposing people, exposing celebrities, which blows my mind why people would still mess with them, even though they're literally, they go out there and they name drop all the fucking time. Why does that surprise you? You grew up in the era of Corinne Stephens and Cat Stacks. Imagine if, well, Cat Stacks had a Twitter, but I don't think she was as engaging as Corinne Stephens. Like people hung on to Corinne Stephens' words when she dropped that book. It was at a time where we didn't have social media. So that it's hard to. Yeah. Imagine if Corinne Stephens had a Twitter and she was able to put out bite-sized messages about, you know, the people she talked about in her book. Cause again, the bite-sized messages still got out. They were just excerpts that people would talk about on the radio. Like if you listen to 99 jams in the morning, one of the morning radio hosts would say, Hey, you know, and Corinne Stephens book, she said, xyz about little wayne that morning show host she's only going to say she's only going to talk from 6 a.m to you know 10 a.m so that's a small window to catch what she's saying and even then during that window you're lucky if she repeats it twice you're lucky if she repeats it you know during block a and then block b whereas if she were to tweet it that stays on her timeline all day people can then retweet it people are then talking about it then it becomes a trending topic that would have did so much more for her book than it did. Not just for her book, but just, I guess, her overall career in that kind of area. In that space? In that space. I mean, but, we, I mean no, it is no it need is. for revisionist history on her. So a couple of weeks ago, Adam22 had both these young ladies on, Selena and Eliza, who, as I said earlier, are known for exposing people. They discussed Trey songs. One of the girls said Trey Songs cornered her after they had sex. He cornered her in the bathroom and just started peeing on her. Excuse me? Yeah, yeah. Now, Trey Songs did try to like release screenshots of their conversation and refute, like, as if it was to refute what it is that happened, but the screenshots, he was making it like, oh, that girl just, she, this is a girl who'd be trying to get at me. But in the screenshots, it don't necessarily because in in the same screenshots where you like, 
oh, she's just a girl who trying to be, she's just been trying to get at me is later on. Like you can see in the screenshots where you like, hey, I'm in your city, you want to link. So it's like, you didn't necessarily- oh, So he was engaging her. It didn't necessarily help your cause. Clearly you fucked. Right. Now, I don't know what happened afterwards. And Trey Holmes has a lot of allegations going around. Yeah, so he right tried now. to make it seem it was a one-way street. Like, hey, she's trying to get at me. I ain't want, no, I ain't want nothing to do with her. But you could see in the message there that, hey, you were entertaining her. So it was, y'all was fucking with each other. It was what it was, right? Right. So now the other one told the story about, at first, it was an unnamed NBA team that, a situation happened with she was dating one of the not dating she was fucking one of the trainers of the nba team and seven players from said team walked into the room mid fuck she didn't stop fucking <laughs> she they all then whip out their dicks and she says they all in rotation got sucked off and swallowed and and if when you're hearing me say this, you would be like, "Oh shit, that's like a fucked up situation." No, she talks about it like she was ex- like that was a fun time for her. When I heard about that, the first thing that came to mind was, "Y'all nasty," because I didn't hear not one condom in that story. And that's the only thing I'm gonna say. <laughs> in a room I mean, full of consenting if, adults, if, if, yeah, you if, do what you want to do, right? But, but nobody damn. used a condom. Like, y'all niggas nasty, man. Now you see how shit spread. Man. I bet they probably didn't wear a mask either. So they got COVID and gonorrhea. Ah, uh, man. We don't know when it happened. We don't know. <laughs> but uh, so she, she said it was a fun time. She enjoyed herself. Now, later on in the, com- she never names the team, but later on in the comments, she damn near names the whole Phoenix Suns starting five. So you pretty much know the team and the niggas that it, that happened. She name dropped all those niggas. I'm pretty sure a couple of them was probably married. Now they got kicked out their house. They or wives you, or had, yeah, yeah, you know. But, but so, see, that's what you get. Stop letting the messy hoes mess with your business. <laughs> Wayne told y'all niggas a long yeah, he time. He told ago. y'all a long time ago. Uh, so those clips that went viral. So no jumper had this real big. Like literally they've been on timelines for weeks now. Cause I've seen them on Twitter. I've seen them on Instagram. They've been all over the place. And they even songs. made it to Facebook and everything makes it to Facebook late. Yeah. If you made it to Facebook, that's how, you know, like, damn, like you push through a lot of layers to get up there. Cause that's the grandparent <laughs> social media. That's right. what, you know, we normally don't post nothing on there. If you know, if Nana and them can't, you know, like the picture and, you know, I found, you know, I might drop a, a Bible verse from first Corinthians, you know, I might do that on Facebook, <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'm not going to just, I'm not going to be talking about craziness. So the fact that they made it there, you know, that was pretty big. So Adam 22, like the businessman that he is, he wants to grow no jumper into more of a, a network. Um, he gave them their, he gave these two women, their own podcast. The podcast is now called thoughts next door. I got to admit that's a pretty clever name. It's clever. Clever as fuck. Now, on the, I believe this is maybe their second, third episode. They they also now stream this. They also now stream this live as they record it. So on their second episode, they have Chief Keeps, baby mama. Uh, I believe her name is Slim Danger. She's also uh, I believe she's also in the the porn industry as well. But her name is Slim Danger. 
Now, first of all, I just want to get this out of the way. Nothing I say moving forward has anything to do with Young Sosa. I don't want none of that beef. <laughs> if I you ever know he beef- broke with Lil Reese and him. <laughs> hey, look. <laughs> <laughs> hey, because I don't like the hardest intros to any song. <laughs> <laughs> There would be no Chief Keef slander on this here podcast. Not because I'm a fan of his, because I really don't listen to a lot of his music. Hey, some because... of his songs go hard, though. I'm not going to lie. No, he got a couple songs. He got a couple songs. Uh, but Chief Keef is from Chicago. And that nigga been scary and reckless since he was like 16 when I first was introduced to him. And, you know, just in case, I don't want no smoke. Frank has already, like, Banned hey. us and got us fucked up for Cleveland and no, but Chicago, and, cool. I ain't got no beef with Chicago and ball. Bo- like he already got us fucked up for Cleveland and Boston. So I'm not trying to lose another major city that Frank is trying to get get us. Cleveland in. is not a major city. You see how Frank keeps shitting on Cleveland. <laughs> we gonna come back to that. But um, <laughs> so Chief Keys, baby mama, we gonna call her Slim. Her name is Slim Danger. Uh, Chief Keys, baby mama, Slim. All of a sudden, she just brings up that OBJ likes to get shitted on. And it's just like, wait, wait, bring that back? Like, what? Where did that come from? Like, what sparked that conversation? Like, what was the question where that was the answer to? Honestly, it wasn't. I just, that's what that podcast, that's what these two, the two hosts are known for exposing people. So I guess maybe they were egging her on to expose somebody. And she was like, oh, well, I got a story. Blah, let me just lay this here. So, Jesus Christ. so she was messing with, she was starting to, you know, there was texting back and forth. She was messing with OBJ. And this is all allegedly. This is all allegedly because a lot of this shit is unfounded. These are just women trying to expose, these are women exposing men. Uh, in order for her to get flued out, as a young Miami would say, in order for her to get flued out, uh, she was in, she claimed she was instructed that she was not to wear underwear on the flight. And she also couldn't bathe for 24 hours. That's gross. I just think I maybe he just like a little whiff. Yeah, that's not a little whiff. A little whiff of that marinated pussy. Uh, oh my God, that's <laughs> horrible. Hey, man. It, it, no, I ain't king shaming. You like what you like. Uh, uh, so she couldn't bathe for 24 hours. Uh, she said, in the end, after they were doing whatever they was doing, she couldn't shit on command. Like her asshole got nervous or something. She just couldn't do it. So it never actually happened. So I'm sure OBJ woke up, uh, <laughs> just woke up one morning and saw he was trending and was like, the fuck? Nigga probably thinking he got cut from the Browns or some shit. Yeah, he probably, probably thought he was going to get traded or some shit. Like, oh shit, like, let me check my shit. Like, Turns out he was with the Browns. God damn. Damn Cleveland Browns. Not the Cleveland Browns, the Slim Danger Browns. Yeah, it was slim, it was slim and dangerous and 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 brown in Cleveland. Uh God, that is fucking horrible. That is a he and imagine if those were all lies. Now you wake up and you got this room, a shitty rumor, literally. <laughs> shitty ass rumor. Oh <laughs> uh, he was probably having a good morning. Probably ate some getting nice ready breakfast. To <laughs> yeah, getting ready for a morning workout. Then his Google alerts going off. 
and they like, yo, we heard you like to be shitted on. Like of all things, of all rumors, like that is the one I got to deal with today. I mean, he he addressed it. He addressed the shit. He did. What did he say? Uh, he he posted a picture of him running a route at the at practice, and he he said, "Can't knock me off my pivot, no matter what shit's thrown my way." Oh, I like that. So all <laughs> all the people under it was like tagging it with like poop emojis and shit. Oh, of course, and, of course. You know, just you know, like you know, if he could find humor in it, then it is what it is, right? His even his girl, gorgeous woman, by the way. Even his girl, I'm just letting y'all know. Frank was like, "Oh fuck yeah," because he knew who I'm talking about, and I want to make sure his wife heard that Frank was like, "Bruh, <laughs> bruh, she yeah, she she bad as fuck." I low key know. All right, but even even his girl was on there. Uh, she like tried to correct his thing. And where he's like, shit's thrown my way. She meant like, she was like, on you. You mean shit's thrown on you. So if they had oh, a so good they, time with it. Yeah, they found it funny, which is dope. Yeah, and so, again, people have, uh, what it is, microwave attention spans. So we're going to talk about this today. Next week, something is going to happen that we're going to completely forget about this and just talk about that. Right. Uh, so like you I know, said. So might drop a secret album and we forget hey, about everything. Hey, bro, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'll go out and buy that shit right now. Matter of fact, I got titles, so I'm going to be watching it at least an hour before the rest of y'all niggas. Support Black Business. Probably right. <laughs> but, uh... I mean, shit. I, I hope her and Jay-Z are due for another album. I would like to hear what they got to say again. Man, I... Okay, but enough sidetracking. Go ahead. Not, <laughs> but, uh... And like I said, I'm not here to kink shame. What happens between two consenting adults... That's between you and your bedroom. If OBJ like a little poo-poo on his chest, a little boo-boo on his chest, a little that warm splat on his chest, that ain't got nothing to do with me, okay? It's not me for me. <laughs> let's say you dating a girl. You say you don't kink shame. But let's say that is her kink. She wants to shit on your chest. It's not for me. A kink has to be something both people are into. But would you or look you at her any me? differently afterwards? I'm not going to sit up here and kink shame that girl. I just know that we couldn't be together. That's a shitty situation I don't want to be a part of. Now, that was a joke, and that's not the kink shame. It was just, that's just not something I'm, I, I'm not into that. What would be your reaction? Like, how would you react to that? What would you say? First of all, she, I, she couldn't have been serious. There's no way she was serious. That's not for me. You know me. That, that right there, that ain't for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just saying, thank God I ain't never been in that situation. Yeah. Talk about awkward. But like I said, between two consenting adults, what y'all choose to do in y'all bedroom, that's what y'all choose to do in y'all bedroom. All right. I, I'm not here to 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 talk about that specifically. Why I told why I brought that up was the fact that for two reasons. One, niggas. Clearly pussy is undefeated. Because how? Are y'all not getting people to sign NDAs? Y'all make millions of dollars. And I'm only talking about this certain bracket of people who make this money. You make millions of dollars. Why you don't have an NDA signed by these women? If, if, even if y'all aren't, even if the shitty thing didn't even happen, right? Even if, like, even if that didn't happen, but he messed with her or whatever, under NDA, she probably couldn't even say that. Hell, Hell, you know who had a good NDA just to bring him up, and this is just some throwback shit. Um, Derek Jeter. 
probably. Because, I mean, you could barely name You don't hear of anything right? about Derek Jeter. You just heard he was an infamous playboy. That was it. You don't know who he dated. At least I don't know. Right. He never really hit mainstream like that. Um, also, I remember, uh, what's her name? When Basketball Wives first started, uh, Dwight Howard's uh, baby mama was on that show. Royce. She couldn't say shit. She couldn't, she say, couldn't shit. say shit about that man or mention his name at all. They literally, how everybody was like, so such and such as wife, such and such as whatever, such and such as girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, whatever, whatever they were, she was just Royce, former, dancer. former Orlando Magic dancer. Like, that's it. That's who you're going to be. And we not, because we not getting sued. Right. But I'm just saying, like, at this point, how are y'all not getting NDA signed? I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm going to use him right for example. I'm sure Drake done slayed many a girl. We all know the type of the type of girls Drake slay. He Drake like them thick, right? Right. We do know some of them, but I guarantee you, there's plenty who signed that NDA. We'll never hear about. I'm pretty sure a lot of the really really big name acts, even Justin Bieber, although he has this good guy image. Well, at one point he had that bad boy image or whatever. But I'm pretty sure all the bigger artists, you had to. I'm it's not pretty even sure. Once you got that big, you probably got management around you that understood the game and was like, yo, ain't no way in hell you could just be walking around and doing stuff like you normally did it. Like you in another ball, you in another league now. It's a whole nother game. Dude, this is how you got to move. I, the people we're talking about, like the OBJs and and the, the, the whole starting lineup of the Phoenix Suns, Trey Songs, these are people who have money. They're, right. them, them themselves are people who are, they, they are their own business. Regardless of what level you're on, once you become that guy for your, for your group of people, everybody's job is to protect you. And bro, you can go get an NDA, Frank. You don't need to be more special than what you are right now. You can go get you an NDA right now to make sure. I don't that, need an NDA because I am happily married and I'm not doing anything on say, my wife. Say that with I you. love her. Hey, okay. It was said with my chest. Don't, don't do it like that. No, say that I love her part with a little bit more conviction. And I love her. Like you read that <laughs> shit. <laughs> like she's standing behind you and shit. Nah, just you say yo. Hey, real talk. <laughs> hey, yo. I said like she's standing behind you and shit. Frank low-key laughed it off, but looked over his shoulder just to be sure she wasn't standing. You never there. know. <laughs> <laughs> but like I, I and I also so I want to address the niggas. For one, don't put yourself in certain situations if you are afraid to be talked about, right? Or what if these dudes, okay, put it like this. What if these dudes live that reckless, right? But for every 50 to 100 women they did that with, only one of them talked about it. And this just so happened to be that one. So maybe she's the outlier that's gonna talk about their experiences. Maybe an overwhelming majority of the women they deal with, they all just don't say nothing. So if one slips through the crack and talks, and I was like, okay, whatever. We could just say she's lying. That sounds like sperm. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna tell you like this. If one slips through the crack, you could have a baby. So maybe if you out here slaying a bunch of hoes, you should probably put on a condom, right? As we just discussed earlier, <laughs> these niggas don't wear condoms. I mean, Drake got a baby. <laughs> he, he got he, a baby. He clearly is like, this was not intentional. I love my son, but 
this is not where I was headed today. <laughs> like, that's not where I thought this was going to go. Uh, I say, uh, and also I want to address the uh, Adam 22 has also got a lot of flack lately because he that he's, a, he's a white man who has kind of been like, like sort of like a, 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 a Vlad TV. He's kind of been like embraced into the culture a bit. And now he's using his kind of, uh, a lot of people are viewing it that he's using his platform, especially with these two particular women to expose and take down black men. So how do you feel about people saying that uh, Adam 22 is contributing to these women and their platform and also his hands are dirty in the involvement of tearing down the image of these black men? Do you think that's a fair assessment or you think that, and this is me saying this, do you think that people are being a little oversensitive to what's going on with these women's podcasts? I understand that viewpoint of what it is because he adam 22 did go on uh he went on with van lathan on on him and rachel him and rachel Lindsay's podcast higher learning and he spoke about how he how he viewed the situation where even now as it's happening he's saying like in this moment he's a he's literally trying to he had he had never even thought that this is the reaction that people were going to give, right? He just knew that he had, he had, whenever he had these two people on, on the podcast, his podcast would go viral and, and get numbers. People who, his listeners somehow would gravitate to those particular podcasts. So he gave them their own platform as he tries to grow his network. That was his thought. That's what he says. That I mean, was his could intention. Could you blame him as, as looking not, at it as from a business, a business standpoint? Yeah. As a businessman, I'm not not people here. like train wrecks, and if they want to be train wrecks, then all right, cool. I'll but provide tracks. According to him, he he doesn't believe that that he wanted them because he just said their personalities were. He felt like their personalities could really be good in the podcast space, and it would be more than just that particular thing, right? So that was his explanation. I'm not calling him a liar. I'm not saying, and I'm also not saying I, I accept his, his, his explanation of his reasoning. Um, I totally understand people's viewpoint of as a man who, who's, who's kind of been accepted into the culture and he's, you know, now here he is breaking down people who are of the culture. I understand that. I just don't know. I'm a, I'm of both minds about it. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, there are some people who are overreacting to it, but when someone feels that way, as you said, that you know they're taking down black men or like they're trying to just tear people down. Because I guarantee you, when OBJ woke up that morning, that's not what he thought his day was going to be. I do believe that Adam Twenty Two probably did tell them, hey, don't name names. And the reason I think he would tell them that is because it would make sense. It would make business sense. Yes, for him to say, hey, look, at the same time, I interview high profile people. So if people know I provided this platform to you, so if you're out here naming names, 
that's going to discredit me and I'm going to be guilty by association and people are going to think that I'm putting business out there or I'm allowing you, they're not going to feel safe talking to me. So that's going to hurt me in the long run. So I do think he's going to tell him, hey, tone it down. Now, he's not going to tell him, hey, stop talking about it because that's why I got you here. I mean, hell, the name of your podcast is what? The Thoughts, Thoughts Next, Next Door? Door. Right. So people want to hear this kind of content from you. However, don't do it in such a manner that's going to burn down the entire, the entire shit that we got going on. No, I agree. I agree. There are plenty of podcasts that that speak in that lane. Um, just off offhand, the just podcasts I've listened to, like Poor Minds and Horrible Decisions, uh, horrible spelled like whore. Yeah, horrible decisions. I'm Don't- familiar with horrible decisions because they guest starred on other podcasts that I well I used to listen to. It's not my cup of tea. Right, I've I've listened to them. I don't. I haven't. I haven't listened to them in a while, but I understand why people go there for that. But on those shows, they make sure not to name drop. They make like even um, Angela Yee's podcast, Lip Service. There are people on there who have dated men of the industry, and uh, one of the one of the co-hosts on Angela Yee's podcast, Gigi McGuire, says all the time that she doesn't, you know, they're not naming names or nothing like that because it's a secret society. All we ask is trust. If you're in, once you reset, once you're dating in that level of people, in that atmosphere of people, it's just exposing people doesn't help you because a lot less people are going to start coming and fucking with you. You know what I mean? So I understand, according to Adam, he said that he was watching it live and he actually came in on the tail end and he was like, oh wait, who, who did they say likes to get shit on? Like he said, he was he was as shocked as as you know some people were, but it was already out there live and being recorded. It was already out in the world. Right. He was as shocked as the listeners, right? As he were to tell it, right? So recently, as of today, uh, the the main the main girl Selena Powell, she posted on her her Instagram that you know she's known as being an exposer in in the world and that's kind of what she's known for and her fans know her for but because of all the flack that adam is getting for you know giving them a platform and everything moving forward they will no longer be name dropping on the show because honestly honestly that type of situation if if that's all you have to offer that doesn't have a shelf life right and that's what i was thinking and i was going to bring that up to you like how sustainable is their business model yeah because you only fuck x amount of guys eventually you're gonna ride a crazy amounts of stories and then it's like what and i mean the story's gonna get so crazy i mean you don't get much crazier after hey he likes to shit on people i mean kinks are everywhere there's plenty of crazy shit out there right or not crazy but there's plenty of stuff out there in the world that you and i are just outside of our but what i'm saying is right is at at one point at some point it's going to become just one-upping stories. And I think that's gonna get old fast. Like there's not gonna be much substance to it. Like <clears throat> if they're gonna tell lessons they learn from dealing with people, like, hey, I deal with this person and these were the games, the mental games that they tried to play with me and this is what I learned from. And like, if they're doing something like that where it's like, these are the type of relationships I've been in and these are the things we did, but this is the type of person he was, and these are the type of 
the red flags that were presented in this relationship and this now if they're doing stuff like that i think people can relate to it women can sink their teeth into that and say okay i see her lessons i can learn through her and grow through her cool but if it's just hey this person likes butthole pleasures then it's like all right, okay cool but i'm good off that you know what i mean they're not providing anything of substance to people right and i think that they're gonna have to pivot and do that sooner or later like horrible decisions it's not all about their sexual exploits and everything yeah they do they claim to be whores and all of that but they actually when i listen to the podcast they're actually trying to be more sexual education a little bit to kind of open and free up people's minds in the sexual realm because honestly america is very repressed sexually like this whole entire country that's why little things like this whenever it's mentioned it it flies off the presses because like that's just the, the society we live in it's a sexually repressed society like people are so scared to even you mess with this person you mess with that person it's so looked down upon sometimes if you're a woman specifically it's it's hard for them to just be forthcoming that's why when WAP dropped, it was all this, oh my God, what the hell? You mean pussy is wet? Whoa, when did that start? Like, <laughs> like that that thought process is so crazy to people because, no, because we can't talk about that outside the bedroom. That shit was only crazy to that white dude. What's it, the Ben Shapiro? Nah, it's- nigga it was, never seen a wet pussy in his life. Hey, he got to stop drying them shits out. Whatever he got is not helping his situation. <laughs> but like I said, we're not here to kink shame, but the exposing thing, I, if if- what they said is true. They're going to stop the exposing thing. They're just going to work their podcast from there. The fact that we even had to address it is crazy to me because I had never heard of either one of these women prior to. Um, so, Still don't quite know who they are. Like you just said their names, but if you would have showed me their picture, I don't know who's who. No, I, I couldn't tell you which is which. Oh, okay. um, they're beautiful women. Not going to, I'm not going to sit up here. They're not beautiful women, but it's just, that has nothing to do with me, but also, like I said, not king shaming. Um, yeah, I, I could, I know that the kings is not for me, but at the same time, I don't agree with putting people business out there. Although you shared an experience with somebody, and that's very well is part of your business too, as well as theirs. <laughs> but at the same time, if something like that is going to be released, I think it needs to be co-signed by both people. And if you're not, if you don't have the cosign of the other person to drop names, then you could just talk about your half of the experience and say, hey, I've done this before. And this is, you know, something that I've been through. Cool. But to force the other person to live out that experience public with you, publicly with you is not fair. I think that's a shitty thing to do. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> He didn't even know he did it, guys. Uh, a, a kink I'm against. Um, so, <laughs> recently on the Joe Budden podcast, uh, uh, looked like Rory brought his dog in, and uh, actually, that wasn't recently. That was <laughs> Joe Budden is almost in 400 episodes in. That episode was oh, two something, right? Right. So okay. that was a while ago. So the clip comes back due right. to recent recent events and this clip comes back and now joe budden is you know rory's brought his dog in and joe is 
joking about, um, you know, everybody who has a dog, you know, go down there and just play with them and, and do stuff like that. Right. Now, and the joke was, and anybody who's a fan of the Joe Button podcast, you would know Joe Button. He's a dog guy. He loves dogs. In fact, he had one episode where he was really sad and somber because he had to put one of his dogs to sleep, which was a dog I believed he had. Like 10, or, 15 years. Right. He's lost time. both of those dogs. Uh, right. I want to say Bronx in Brooklyn or something like that. They're right. Joke. So Joe Button jokes at Rory and say, you know, this is how I know Rory is not a dog guy because he doesn't, you know, every now and then goes down and touch his dog and make him feel good or whatever. The guys on the episode laughed about it and it was over. And the thing was, a lot of the fans and listeners, they just took that as a joke. They didn't take that as him admitting to, hey, I fondle dogs. However, when it hits the the Twitter streets, if you will. Our Twitter it, loves is some salacious shit. Like right. that shit is... And, and Joe Budden should know better because white people don't play by their fucking dogs. And it's not even white people that's coming at them. It's black people, really. I think white people don't really give a damn about Joe Budden, Joe Budden to be honest with you, but more that's than neither here nor You're probably right. <laughs> um, but my thing is, I mean, we see it time and time again when stuff hits Twitter. You get such a small snippet of what happens and people take that and run with it and they fill in whatever other blanks there is with their preconceived notion of that person. So when we exchanged the clip on on Twitter, you sent it to me, you asked me what I thought, and I said, yeah, I thought it's weird, but I took it as him joking. No, and I, it's, actually, I, I take it the same way. I, I, I understand you he's didn't joking. But you didn't say that. You no, said it what sounds I like something you, he did often. I, it sounded like something he was way too comfortable just to say. Okay. So I'll say that. So when I said that, it sounded like it was something he did often. It just sounded like it was something he was way too comfortable to say. And he was like, uh, they know I'm joking. And like, honestly, if I would have just heard it, if I was familiar with just the, the, the jargon and the, 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 the banter on the show, the banter that's... on the show. Right. I would understand that these are just two people who are joking. You don't, I don't, I don't even see Joe actually physically touch the dog in a, in a nasty way or nothing like right. that. So it wasn't that I had taken from it. It was just because of all the shit that keeps coming out about Joe Budden. And because it goes back to these, the, the, the papers that were recently exposed. Yeah. So recently, um, these papers hit the uh, internet and it appears to be court documents detailing an incident between him and then the mother of his youngest child since Santana. Um, Joe has, Joe and Sin have both since uh, spoken about, you know, said incident. Um, I didn't get all of what Sin had to say. I did catch what Joe said. Uh, Joe went on well, Sin and Joe both went on their Instagram accounts and spoke on uh, the situation. Sin spoke on it first. Again, I didn't catch what she said. I happened to catch what Joe said. Joe Button spoke for about a little less than 10 minutes and he explained, and the reason he addressed it because a lot of his fans, typically Joe Button podcast is about three hours long per episode. The last episode when he discovered the news of why he was trending, which was you know, these documents being released, that episode was about an hour and a half. And Joe Budden might have said five minutes worth of 
commentary the entire episode, he was pretty quiet. And you can tell the mood in the room was off. So fans were, you know, basically saying, what's going on? Why isn't Joe Button talking? Why is he sad? Whatever, whatever. Right. So he went on his Instagram live and he addressed it. And basically he details the story how him and Sin wasn't in a good place. She was dealing with postpartum depression. They wasn't in a good space in a relationship. Um, he was never physically violent with her. They had their verbal disputes. And in the process of them breaking up, she was, you know, dealing with postpartum depression. They had a mutual friend, someone by the name of Rocky, short for Raquel. And this friend was pretty much uh, driven a wedge between him and his child's mother. Sin is a, an aspiring singer or she is a singer and this person inspiring artist inspiring artist there we go and this person rocky wanted to manage her and i guess one of the best ways she saw fit to do so was kind of pushing joe out of the picture and this is me paraphrasing basically what joe was saying um in the process uh things got a bit more i wouldn't say volatile that's not the words he used things got a little bit more impersonal if you will because now while dealing with sin communication between him and sin kind of ceased and rocky became the point of contact so whenever information had to be relayed to joe sin wasn't talking to joe it was rocky joe details you know how they stopped talking they was going back and forth and then these court documents come to play and i'm saying court documents, but these documents actually didn't even make it to court. They are what Joe said, lawyer documents. And if you've been in a deposition or if you've been through a process similar, you understand that what lawyers draft up for these deposition documents and what makes it the court and what's not stricken out is two different things. So Joe says those documents never made it to court. And in those documents are a lot of Again, this is me paraphrasing stuff that aren't true. Um, Joe said by the time before he could even get to court, him and Sin discussed things with one another and they came to a mutual understanding on their own. And that's why these documents never made it to court. But again, for people who like us, who don't know what's going on and you see these documents and you see how they're drafted and what they look like, it looks like court documents and you could easily assume that, hey, these are legitimate documents and these documents are saying xyz and you should be in jail because of what these documents are saying i'm gonna I'm a pause you right there these are documents that were taken from sin's own like testimony like sin's deposition correct right so i'm not trying to like i said i like i told you in the tahiri situation yeah joe's gonna say what makes joe look good in these times um, I'm not saying that he's lying because I don't know because I wasn't there. So many times, only so many times can the same thing continue to be brought up that I'm going to keep giving you like, okay, it's not true. When I've, I've heard about the, the, the history with Joe Budden and Tahiri and their whole toxic relationship years ago, it's part of why I don't really listen to, to the podcast that much. Then we had the stuff that kind of got, that was brought up again, but you know, the, the, blah, blah, blah the specific story that she used wasn't true. So that definitely made her less credible. Sin, I was going to say that. I understand your 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 angle of where there's smoke, there's fire. 
But again, when smoke is brought and then the person defends themselves and then their word checks out and they have. Agreed. Like I right. said, in that moment for that, it made her whole situation less credible. But now again, some more smoke. I can't say what's true or not. Again, I'm not there. However, what I am saying is the last time smoke was brought to this person or every time smoke has been brought to this person, whether he's been to court or not, he's defended himself. He came out innocent or when he told his side of the story, it shown to be true. So why smoke is coming out now? I don't know. And to be quite honest, I don't too much care because from what I see, a lot of people have been pointing it like just the conspiracy out there is that Spotify is helping pull up a lot of this shit with Joe Budden. I'm just throwing that out there. I don't believe that, but I don't, again, I'm not, I don't put nothing past anybody, but I don't, yeah, I'm not saying that's not true. But then again, I've never been that big in any industry where a large entity would want to take me down for something. So I can't relate to that in the slightest. Now, I would say, not this last episode, but the two previous episodes, I believe, or even four episodes ago, but it was two episodes back to back where he talked about his Spotify deal. And I wouldn't be surprised if those were his two highest rated episodes, because, I mean, he went in and he, I'm pretty sure he didn't lay out every detail, but from the moment he signed the Spotify deal, and again, this was a two-year process. He drops a podcast bi-weekly. And again, his podcasts are about three three hours long. And every now and then on his episode, he would drop little gems about the podcasting world. And some of the things that he would, he would say was that this is something new. People are still trying to figure out their lane in it. He understood there was a lot of money that was going to be coming into this medium. But a lot of these people didn't know really how to monetize it. So it was, they were still kind of trying to figure it out. And then this was early on in the Spotify deal. Later on in the Spotify deal, he's dropping little gems, but now he's saying, you know, they're kind of hiding the numbers from, from him. And that these people don't want you to know what your value is. And on one of those two episodes I was talking about, one of the gems he dropped is you can't make somebody nine figures and then have them turn around and give you a Rolex. You know what I mean? So, and that's the picture he painted with Spotify because some of the numbers he got showed that whenever his episodes dropped, their numbers spiked. And not only that, again, he, his podcasts are three hours there's no other medium that would get you to put on your headphones or play your audio for three hours straight and stay engaged. And he had numbers to show that when his listeners listen, a large majority listen to the entire three hours of him talking. That's value to say that, hey, these people are tuned into him. Three hours of streaming right on your platform. I get you. I, I don't, right. I'm not saying it, I'm not saying it doesn't, it doesn't compute. I understand so, the gems he drops. I. I honestly, so whether to say it was Spotify that did it, I don't know. But to say, but I could see why people are saying that because he said a lot about Spotify. But get, going back to the point we was talking about before, from my perspective, the way I see it, him and Sin have a positive relationship now, and they seem to be moving forward with raising their son. 
never seen her say, hey, he hit me or see her with any bruises. That's not my business. What I'm curious about is the person that released it was the Rocky person who, from what I understand, Sin is no longer associated with. So if Joe is not associated with this person and Sin is no longer associated with this person, I'm curious to know her motives of putting this stuff out. I mean, there's also the audio that we haven't discussed yet where it's quote unquote because neither I don't think either have confirmed that the audio was about to say that hasn't even been verified yeah but I mean I listened to it it's it damn near sounds like that I would just say that um even in the audio sin accuses Joe of the last time they met up which is why she said dragging him yeah like you and then he says I dragged you right and she didn't Again. No, she 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 hit him with the. Now you know Joseph because you know she has to say his whole fucking name, and and she went back and forth. She she even mentions it again about the dragging thing. And I, I'm not like I said, I'm not here to accuse that man or put him on trial. I'm not his judge. I'm not God. But once again, hearing it at this point, I wasn't shocked. And that's that to me. That's not a good thing about a per- to hear about a person. That's just my I, opinion. <laughs> I get you, and I know a lot of people say, you know, always listen to the woman in these things. And I'm gonna be honest with you. I have some reserve with saying always listen to the woman, because we there are cases where people' words are misconstrued or people like again with this the case with um with tahiri i think tahiri's a smart woman her frame framing that story the way she did saying hey when i was with joe a lot went on i ended up with a broken nose at no point did she say joe budden broke my nose but for her saying hey i was with him i've been through a lot i got a broken nose people are going to peace oh joe did that you know what i mean so if if we if we're subscribing to the always listen to the woman and we're applying that to this particular scenario, you're gonna say, oh, Joe Button hit Tahiri, and that's that. And the thing is, it's like you don't know that. And the way they're framing these stories, you're getting bits and pieces of a large picture. Understood. Understood. I I want to reframe the always listen to a woman to always always hear out the victim, right? Because I'm what I what I I agree with you because. I'm not saying everything that comes out of everyone's mouth because she's a woman or because she's she or he is the quote unquote victim that everything they say out of their mouth should be taken for truth. Um, but I'm also saying I'm not going to just dismiss what has been said. And I, nor am I asking you to what and I, honestly, I'm not asking you to do anything. All I'm saying is I think the picture is much larger than we than either know. of us have. Right. And I don't think we have enough information on either one of their sides to make a judgment. Agreed. Because, again, the person that is accusing him of being abused isn't even the victim. It's a disgruntled third party who's putting this out there. So what's that person's motivation? True. And, the, and the, the, the only hard part is the, the, what they're using to put this out there are the words of one of the parties. Right. And again both parties have felt this was 
important enough to, for them to go out and speak against it saying, hey, look, I didn't do this or what you're seeing isn't the whole story. You know, she was in a bad place when she did this. And again, if this is family court. So if you ever known somebody to go to court for custody of a child, you're not finna go in and say, yo, this person is peaches and cream and they're lovely. However, I want full custody of my child. The judge is gonna look at you and say, hey, look, if this person is so good and they're such a great parent, why the hell are you trying to take the child away from them? Now, if you go in and say, oh, this person is shitty, they smoke 12 packs of Newports a day and they hit me and I'm scared, I want full custody, you're more inclined to get full custody. I, I understand that. And, and, so you're, and I just want to be clear, you're not accusing Sin I'm, of doing that. I'm not, but <laughs> what I am saying, there's a lot going on. There could have been different motivations to Say write what out said. in a deposition. Again, that didn't go to court, so there was nothing to combat it, to speak out against it. Right. So... With that being said, all I'm saying, we don't know enough. And if you want to uh, convict him in the court of public opinion of the information of a of a third party releasing who we don't know their motivations of, I'm just saying that's not fair. Agree. Now, whether he, I'm not saying he didn't do it or not. I'm just saying just get more information. If it really means that much. All right. The Marcellus Wiley thing. Every day. Every day, it makes more and more sense why Fox Sports got rid of uh, Jason Whitlock and kept Marcellus Wiley. Every day, it makes more sense. I guess they only have quota for one coon on the payroll. Wow. And Marcel. No, I'm not, I'm not arguing with you. I'm, I'm so for that. And Marcellus Wiley has proven he's the man for the job. No one. I don't rejoice in any black man losing their job. I don't, but when except when, Jason Whitlock, fuck when that guy. Jason Whitlock lost his job at at Fox Sports, Fox Sports. I I I'm not gonna lie. I I chuckled. I chuckled. Uh, Jason Whitlock was known for standing on the side of the oppressors and looking like a a milk dud in a Steve Harvey suit. Like, and I mean, if you come across some of his articles, they're just like such crocs of bullshit. Like recently, one of the articles about the, the, the Milwaukee Bucks struggling in the playoffs against Miami Heat, he blamed it on their protest for Black Lives Matter, saying, oh, they were more concerned with Black Lives Matter than, you know, whatever, whatever that was happening on the court. And it's like, seriously? Dog, let's not even talk about Jason Whitlock's old well, big barbecue, him. big barbecue neck, Dick Tracy hat wearing ass nigga. Like, leave that nigga where he's at. Let's talk about Marcellus Wiley, the person who's still at Fox Sports. They they could ex- they he, Jason Whitlock was expendable because now they got him a new coon. So recently, Marcellus Wiley sent out a a, a tweet, and in the tweet he says. In the tweet, he says, white privilege doesn't exist. You know what it implies? Black disadvantage. The son, man, husband, father, and victor in me would never buy into such a limiting thought. My skin is not a sin. I stand tall, not slouched on my parents and ancestors' endured shoulders. Hashtag 
unlearn and he had the woke eye because i guess he's supposed that that thought is yeah. supposed to be woke yeah his third eye his third eye i'm not shocked because i i long before he went to fox sports i've i've already kind of Marcellus Wiley always would be the hot take guy that would kind of stand on a certain side, especially when it came when to race things. ESPN, he even when he was on ESPN, he has some hot takes, but they, well, on ESPN, like his most, he had a few hot takes about Kaepernick, but they wasn't this bad. You know what I mean? Like his hot takes was, is his head still focused on the game or is he more focused on his cause? And it was like, uh, okay, cool. Never mind the fact that he's steady trying to schedule uh, workouts and stuff. But okay, if you want to go there, I, I, I get it. Uh, well, I don't get it, but I get it. You know what I mean? But these takes makes no sense. And it's like, um, are you a fan of The Office? The TV show The Office? Yeah. That I've been watching religiously... The Office has been off of TV since like what 2013. Haven't stopped right. watching. I watch The Office every day, all the time. I watch it sometimes just to eat. I watch it every night to go to bed. I have watched the entire show The Office. I almost feel like you offended me just now. I almost I watched the entire show of The Office at least 10 to 15 times. Like in and soon as the last episode, the series finale goes off. I started watch that bitch all over again. Okay, so perfect. So you know exactly who Kelly is. Kelly Kapoor, lover, the business so, bitch, as she said one time. <laughs> one of my favorite episodes. So the actress has a brother who pretended to be a black person in order to uh, in order to take the in order to get the benefits of affirmative action, and he even written a book about it. Did you come mm. across this article and his experience? No, this is new to me. So this man thought that if he were to present as a black person, he would get all these benefits. And he was trying to get into medical school. He applied to 22. He only got into one. And the one that he got into, it just so happens his grades met the criteria. So they didn't even get him in because he was black. So I say all that to say he learned the hard way that that affirmative action shit that you're taught that, hey, just because we're Black, we get these special privileges, doesn't fucking exist. But a lot of people happen to think that's what our lives are, that, hey, just because we're Black, we get these handouts. And no, that's not the fucking case at all. Recently, I read the book, The New Jim Crow. And although a lot of people in our generation, you know, are college educated and stuff, financially, we're worse off now than our grandparents were in the 70s and 60s. We're not making money like that. A lot of us aren't doing well like that. And don't let these posts on Instagram fool you of these people taking vacations and posting money and jury. <laughs> A lot of us ain't doing good. A lot of us are struggling. And that's, that's just true. the reality. Yeah, and that's the reality of things. So... Again, when he gets on his platform and says this bullshit, I just, I can't, I, I can't agree to it. I can't co-sign to that. Again, I'm happy for you making it out, but don't be that guy that makes it out of a unfortunate circumstance, look back at everybody and say, hey, you should be where I'm at. 
when there was only one slot available. It just so happened you got it. Hmm. Yeah. So I just think he's full of shit with that. No, he is. He is. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not shocked. Um, it's very, It when I saw it, I was like, well, since we put the other guy in the box, <laughs> since we put the other guy in the penalty box, someone else had to come out and say some silly shit. Um, and, you know, they're always going to have somebody like that. That person's always going to exist, whether it's the guy we put in the box or or this guy, Mar- Marcellus Wiley. I, right. But and yes, that person's always going to exist. And sometimes you don't need to give people that that type of limelight. We also need to be out here speaking against certain shit like that, because if that shit goes unchecked, that's what people take as gospel. And that's why you have to speak up about it. You got to be mindful of the message you're sending and who you're sending it to. But at this point, I think he is being mindful of who he's sending it, of what message and who he's sending it to. And that's why I think he's full of shit. All right, man. Um, you got anything else you want to bring to the table? No, nah, we good for this week. All right. So ladies and gentlemen, and all those in between and outside of those constructs, this has been another episode of the Samurai Professionals Podcast. I'm your host, Marvin, and the man to the right of me can only be Frank, you can email us at the Samurais Professional Podcast at gmail.com or you can reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram at the Samurai Pod. At the Samurai Pros. At, or you can. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to remember it one I, day. No, I'm gonna 16 send you episodes in. I'm going to remember it one day. I'm going to uh, send you. I'm just going to send you. Uh, a, a script a script right because you gotta understand uh, i use a script so i don't want you to feel like the whole thing i say even as i i say the ladies and gentlemen it was in between i do that all the time but i read it every time i say it like literally it says ladies and gentlemen it was in between and outside of those constructs this has been another episode of the samurai professionals podcast episode whatever whatever intros i'm your host marvin da, 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 da. like it's a script like Got you. You probably think, man, this nigga don't Frank don't take shit serious. We sixteen. No, he don't even care. He don't even care. (laughs) Frank don't even even write no notes. This nigga nigga still say samurais professionals. Ain't no S in the middle. (laughs) You should keep all of that shit. You should keep all of it. You can get us on S. They gonna know we care now when they see you yell at me. You can reach us on Twitter and Instagram at the Samurai Pros. And where can they find you, Marvin? You guys can find me at Marvin X Adams on both Instagram and Twitter. And where can they find you, Frank? You can find me at I Can Only Be Frank on both Instagram and Twitter. This has been another episode of the Samurai Professional Podcast. Peace. Peace. <laughs> Please keep all that shit. <laughs>